1993, Final Approach changed the way we hunt waterfowl. Now, over 25 years later, we're back at it. My name's Mario, host of the FA Podcast. Let's talk waterfowl tips, tricks, tactics, and more. It's all going down right here with the Final Approach Podcast. What are you up to, young fella? <laughs> oh, I've just uh, just got home from work and uh, enjoying a glass of wine and relaxing. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to take yeah. care of that. Keep the <laughs> exactly. grape, keep the grape growers, you know, busy and going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep keep the locals going. Yeah. Did you uh, did you do some fishing over the summer and take a break before you get back into carving? Yeah, we've been out uh, quite a few times there just for bass and pike and oh good that doing uh, doing pretty well and you know got uh, I lost a monster on the weekend oh really which is always the case isn't it always it's, uh, yeah always and I had something something else on it's the heaviest fish I've had on my line in a long time oh and pro- probably a big pike or muskie oh that hurts that hurts yeah. so much <laughs> oh my god. That stinks. Yeah, but oh, it's just nice to get your rod pulled that tight. So yeah, and get out and do yeah. something when it's not hunting season, and you know, and it's not cold, and you got to be stuck in the shop carving. So yeah, you know. Well, I don't think there's nothing wrong with anything you said there. A hundred percent. It's just different, <laughs> just different things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's what I love about living out there. I mean, you get you know the change of seasons, and every yeah. seasons are different. Uh, there's always different you know, good activities to do. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, I, I a lot of times look forward to nasty weather that forces me to stay inside and, and work in the shop. Yeah, if uh, if I had to move somewhere, it would be up north. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. No yeah. doubt about it. Uh, yeah. we're, we're doing the FA podcast. If, uh, if you don't know already, we're talking to Wayne Simkin, two-time world champion decoy carver, who obviously has done a ton of projects for us uh, the last pass floaters, Canada floaters, uh, the uh, teal, uh, all the teal, um, the new things that are coming out maybe this fall. There's a couple things. So we're going to talk about those as we get going. But, you know, talking to all the carvers, you know, talking to Pat, especially, we just did a thing with Pat. Um, what got, what got you started? Cause Pat kind of got started on, um, you know, fishing lures and, and carving those like what, what, what got the bug for you? What did it? I think, well, my father, who was uh, a wildlife biologist with the ministry of natural resources here, a very keen hunter, fisherman, outdoorsman, bird watcher, et cetera. Right. That uh, he figured it'd be a fun father son project. Oh. to uh do some, do some of our own decoys and when i was 13 oh so we God. got some uh, some cork and, and started fashioning our own decoys and, and then uh you know it's it was kind of cool that the first duck ducks i ever shot were over birds that i'd carved with uh <laughs> with reloads that i reloaded myself and and a gun that i purchased from the sale of some carvings oh my god was, uh, pretty pretty surreal with that and then entering my first competition at the Toronto Sportsman Show when I did extremely well there. I think I had uh, eight or nine birds, and I won with every, every bird got a ribbon. Really? So that kind of fueled the fire right there. Oh, definitely. Well, 
Well, and who, who as a kid can say, like you said, you loaded your own shells, you carved your own birds, and you shot some birds over all that. Like who? Oh my God! Like who? Who can say that? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know that's a pretty rare, uh, rare occurrence. No, it's just. It was just nice, and it still is nice to shoot over my own birds. I don't, I still don't have a full rig of my own own birds anymore, even though that's kind of been the goal for the last uh, <laughs> for, forty plus years. Right, forever. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh my God. So, so that kind of that kind of got you in, and then you just kept going. You just started entering contests. When when was the first time you went to the worlds? Then. Uh, it would have been probably around eighty nine, somewhere in that. Time, timeline gotcha and uh, entering in the intermediate category and i think i got a, a second or something like that and uh, that you know it's just like i did i was down there i sent the bird down with actually uh, one of my mentors paul burdett and uh it was just you know just like wow sending a bird down to maryland and getting a second right and that was fantastic and then just kept on going from there and then entering different competitions like the north american championships they used to be in in Michigan and Livonia. Right, right. But, uh, you know, and doing well there. And just, you know, just the camaraderie amongst the, the carvers is, is fantastic. Right. You know, it's, I, I've known people for, you know, people like Pat. I've known him for 40-plus years. We only get to see each other, you know, once or twice a year, maybe three times a year, and that's, right. that's it. But it's just it's a lot of fun getting together and, you know, trading ideas and, seeing who's got the better birds well it's such a fun fraternity i was just gonna say it, it it's such a it's such a gentleman's fraternity you know what i mean as far as you know winning not even winning just doing birds and talking to each other and going through the whole thing like that is totally uh just a different different vibe and different things going on in that you know, in that category for all you guys, like, it's just, it's just so laid back and just everybody's enjoying everybody else's, you know, birds or fish or, or anything that's going on, anything they're carving. And I think everybody is really, really supportive of everybody else. And, you know, truly happy when somebody wins and just everything about it. You know what I mean? I think it's just totally different. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, I am a very competitive person, you know, and don't get it wrong, but it's, I like to win. But, uh, you know, and the same with any, I'm sure any of the, any sure. of the top carvers, that uh, that's what drives them is to be better than than Pat or, or Tom or, you know, Larry Barth or whoever. Right. But that's sort of the driving force behind it. But, you know, you realize once you get to the show, every, you've done everything you can do. You put your bird down on the table and uh, you let your, you know, it's, it's very much a subjective thing when you've got three different people looking at your pieces and... <laughs> You know what one person likes, another person might not necessarily like. Which that's the beauty of art as well. Well, it's interpreted right on on whoever's looking at it and interpreting it. So you yeah. know, but most, well, I shouldn't say most. Uh, those people who are judging are more than qualified and have seen enough birds to, you know. But yeah, you're you're right. They 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 have a certain style. They like this. They like that. It's just like anything else being judged. You know what I mean? They are they're 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 extremely knowledgeable but they do like certain things so you just kind of you know you just kind of see exactly. see where it goes you know you know some people might put more weight on 
you know, say symmetry. Right. If the eyes are straight and that type of thing, whereas other people are going to look at uh, artistry of the piece and presentation and, and that type of thing. It's just, and that's why you've got three different judges typically right. doing a category is, is to sort of balance all that stuff out. Are you uh, are you going to do something? Because we talked to Pat about it too. Are you going to do something for this coming year, uh, hoping that it jumps off in April again? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure what yet, but uh, I've got a few few ideas on yeah. the drawing board. Just kind of see which one uh, lands on a piece of wood. Right. <laughs> well, and you're doing and you're doing commission birds and stuff for other people. So, yes. Is there? Um, some contact info uh if people want to get a hold of you like do you have a site or do you have anything where they can get a hold of you if they want to do uh you know get a, a piece because I, I did this with pat as well you know guys okay. are always looking for yeah. different covers. Yeah, i don't have a website like it's um i unlike pat i've got a another job yes you that, do that i don't uh it, this is my my fun fun time fun money kind of thing if you yeah will. oh yeah but um it's if they want my email address is uh, waynesduck at gmail.com. There you go. And they can get a hold of me and I could get them in touch with you or whatever if you want some cool pieces. Every every one of the every one of the guys that we have between you and Jamie and Tom and Pat, everybody has their own eye, their own style. Uh, and everything that we put out, you know, the past few years has just been incredible. You know, I always I always talk about um, I always talk about um, the way that, um, say, your teal will sit with Pat's mallards, uh, or yeah. you know, or the way uh, you know Jamie's full bodies will sit with Tom's, or or whatever. Like everybody has their own attitude, their own interpretation, and when you're doing different species, you know. Man, it just it just looks so good together because, you know, our vision was to have several incredible carvers doing birds and doing such different stuff that you didn't just have one guy doing every decoy and the same like vision, the same style, the same attitude. Like we just wanted to go yeah. wild and like I said, like when you're when your teal are sitting next to Tom's widgeons and Jamie's uh, spoonbills and Pat's mallards, like everything has a different attitude. And that, I, to me, like that's that's the ultimate. Being a, a, a decoy lover and a bird guy, like that just, that does it for me. I think that's the ultimate. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I mean, let's face it, when you're sitting in a duck blind, you, you spend a lot of time looking at your decoys, probably more time looking at your decoys and you right. do ducks. So right. it's nice to have some, you know, some interesting things to look at. I'm, I'm blown away from everything that you guys have done. So, so you've done the last pass honker floaters, the Canada goose floaters, the spec floaters, the snow floaters, and the blue floaters. You did the, yeah. the green wing teal, the blue wing teal, the cinnamon teal. And then we also throw in just like a, uh, early season teal pack, which just is a mix of them all. And then getting into, <laughs> getting into some cool stuff coming this year are some honker floaters, like some life-size giant honker floaters. And well, I can't wait to see them. Oh done. my God. And listen, we, we've had them at a couple shows and 
everybody is super excited about a how big they are uh the feather detail the way the way the the rump is up and you can see all that white you know on the water uh and uh we'll have the the fa catalog out shortly if it's not out you know while we're doing this for everybody to look and you'll see uh there's a high head uh, which you always need that big century on the water. And then there's a low head, which is kind of just riding. And then and then we went wild and we did like a feeder pose where his neck's stretched out and either feeding or getting a drink or, you know, surface feeding or whatever he's doing. And then, and then we went for the guys who, you know, maybe are shooting some geese where they're feeding or, you know, like, like around here by me, like guys will have them you know, the goose floaters out in their duck spread and where they're flooding a field or they have some crops or, you know, the geese are feeding in there. We did a no head feeder uh, because you, you always see some doing that. So we went for some wild poses and, and just doing some stuff that really is out and about, you know, when you're out hunting. Yeah. yeah um, no, I'm, uh, like I said, I'm very, very proud and honored to be part of the, the final approach team you guys are doing an awesome job and it's i mean it's obvious that your uh, your goal is to have the best decoys out there and it's uh, like I said, i'm proud to be a part of that well i can tell you the buzz so far this year has been the cinnamon teal which everybody has just been jumping up and down about which look incredible so i mean the paint scheme and what the factory did you know i, I tell pat the same thing i always tell tom like all we're trying to do is try to keep up with you guys as far as if if the factory can paint just as close as as we can get to what you guys are putting out on the carvings like that's that's all i can ask for so so far we've done i think a really good job of keeping up with you guys so and and i'm i'm ex, i'm excited about the geese because we haven't had we haven't had a a true honker floater um, because the, the last pass size, we did a smaller size, you know, an economy size. It, it is, it is our number one seller. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you can, you can pin that on the wall. It's, it's, it's yours and, and Pat's mallards. Like those are the drivers. And, uh, but these honker floaters are just going to be incredible. Can't wait till they hit here and, and folks see them and get them and use them. It's just going to be lights out this fall. So yeah. So lots, yeah. lots coming. We have. We have a lot planned for next year, but we're not gonna we're not gonna uh, let the cats out of the bag yet. But there'll be lots of cool stuff coming for next year that you'll be carving this fall. So, <laughs> so looking forward to it. Yeah, there's lots going on, so yeah. I can't. No, I like the project I'm working on there for you right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there's a couple cool things. So yeah, we're 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 ramping up. You know, we're just trying to we're just trying to you know offer as many things as as we can uh in in the right categories and and do as much as we can so i'm i'm pretty excited about what's coming as well this has been a great you know a great project and to work with all you guys and you know talk about you know i think there's you know there's like 29 championships between all you guys like that that's i mean holy crap like that's ridiculous pretty impressive pile that's that's like a resume that's like you know nobody else has anything like that like there's there's definitely some 
some accomplished carvers at other companies and doing stuff like that. But man, we, we went in for like the dream team and put everybody together and we are just, you guys are just, well, I said we, but you guys are just cranking out everything. I'm just sitting here trying to call some plays and <laughs> let you guys handle oh, you're, it. You're pretty, you're a pretty good coach there. <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm just trying to write, make the right moves, and let you guys let you guys be the stars and do it because it's been, man, it's been such a fun ride so far, and everything that's come out, like there hasn't been, there hasn't been a bird yet, you know that that anybody has said, ah, oh, well, I don't know about that. Like nobody, like that's pretty cool. You know what I mean? Like of course some guys are going to pick this brand over that brand. I get that, but. We haven't had anybody come in and say, you know, that doesn't pose doesn't look right or the colors off. And I mean, we we've worked really hard and you guys have just grinded out some incredible pieces. So I'm pretty happy with what's going on. And there's there's more to grow and 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 go through. I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a lot of species out there left untouched. That's so right. Far. <laughs> That's right. What? uh so speaking of that, tell me, we're talking to Wayne Simpkin, one of our F.A. Carvers, uh, who's done a pile for us. Um, what's your favorite, what's your favorite to carve? Probably, it would be a couple of them. I mean, canvas backs, I think, are probably my number one. Yeah. I just love everything about canvas backs. They're very regal, very... It's the king. Know, just, just a great looking bird. Yeah, it's the king. Yeah, exactly. And it's, uh, it's always been, you know, I, I hadn't shot a canvas back until probably about six or seven years ago. Uh, but it, they've just always enthralled me when I see them in the spring migrations and that. They're just it's, wonderful to watch. It's such a bird that has such defined features, right? If I could call it that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's that bill. It's that head. You know, it's everything yeah. about him or her. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I mean, it's it's an incredible bird. What else? Oh, they are. I'd say the eiders. Oh, just the the colorations and everything. I mean, they just exude Arctic. Yes. And as you know, you know, just reading my resume, that I I just love it up north. I spent a fair bit of time up in the Arctic, and it's just you know the the striking black and and white of the drakes, and and with the splashes of greens and blues that the different species have. It's just. They're just striking is the best way to describe them. Well, and it, it's such a tough bird to, you know, make it through that. You know what I mean? Like like to mm-hmm. actually thrive in that kind of environment. Like that's that's just one flat-out tough bird, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, like if you ask me about a favorite eider, maybe a speck or a king Yeah, would be, uh, would be in there. With the close third being a Stellars, yeah, and I mean the Stellars is, was my uh, my first world championship win was with was the Stellars, yeah, yeah, and, that's and pretty cool. Enough, my second was with Canvasbacks, yeah. Well, I mean, it all goes into you know, it all goes into what you like doing, what species, what yeah. you what you like carving. You have this idea of this. You know, like you talk about the can, you have this regal idea of this bird and and you're just going to make that bird just come to life. You know what I mean? It's I mean, there's a lot yeah. that a lot that says that because, you know, listen, I would always I would always go back to, um, you know, looking at 
other companies who had guys do birds uh, for decoys. And I, I would think to myself, you know, and this was when I was in the business before I had this position and before I had say in, you know, what we were going to do and, and thinking to myself, well, you know, like say there's a guy, you know, in, you know, an upper Midwest state and he's going to do your widgeon and pintails and stuff like that. And I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that a guy, you know, on the East Coast couldn't do the right pintail or a guy in the Midwest couldn't do a right widgeon or whatever. They totally, yeah. there's guys that are so talented. But but the thing about, a thing about doing a bird, and I, and, and I always talk about that with all you guys, is that it's, it's not necessarily just doing the bird. It's getting the right attitude of the bird and the pose and what the bird's doing. And well, it's, it's knowing the bird. Yeah, and that that's totally yeah. different because there's so many talented carvers that could, you know, like you said, you know, you you can have any of those world champs or any of those guys that are in those competitions do anything, and they could totally, totally do it justice. But it's like yeah. truly nailing it is like you said is knowing the bird, you know, chasing the bird, watching those birds all the time and what they do, and just. Like I said, it's that attitude that takes it over the top, I think, for me. So, yeah. you know, we've been kind of selective on who's who's doing this bird, that bird, who's doing... Like, you guys have all killed every one of them. Like, just nailed them. So, so, and I think we're just, we're just doing... We're just doing really good work and putting it out there. And, and so far, everybody's really excited and, you know... Yeah, everybody. Well, I, I can't wait to see. Well, especially those uh, those giant Canada floaters. I can't wait to see them on, on the water in front of me. <laughs> all I can think about, all I can think about, is putting them on the river when I get them. Like I cannot wait to put them on the river, or or when I run over to uh, you know Montana and and Wyoming this year and hunt over there with the Weatherby guys. Like I cannot wait to put a couple of those on the river. Uh, <clears throat> They just, they're just going to look like they own the river. You know what I mean? Like yeah. big old battleships just on the river, just owning it. So, yeah, yeah I'm kind of pumped about that. The, the paint yeah. scheme, everything about it, uh, the flocked heads, the way the bills are, the way the eyes are, like everything about them is just like, it just screams like big old honker. So I'm, I'm pumped. So, yeah, that's going to be some big stuff. So, yeah, lots going on. And lots more to go, so we're really, really chipping away at it. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to have all you guys in, and doing the work that you guys are doing. And everybody, like I said, has just been pumped. And like I said, everything that you guys have done so far, everything that you've done, like I said, last pass Canada goose floaters, freaking number one. That and Pat's mallards, they're just grinding it out. So you know, you could be pretty proud that that's like that's like the the, the item that lots of people chase, which is pretty cool. Yeah, well. Proud to be part of your team, really am. It's, uh, you know, it's. I've done some other things in the past, but uh, this is by far head and shoulders above anything. So, yeah. well, we're pushing hard and striving to do the best we can. So, we got a yeah. great team here. So, like I said, we've just been doing as as best we can. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited. There's lots more coming. We're talking to Wayne Simpkin, who's up in uh, Canada. He is in the northeast side. I would I would say on my Ontario would that be correct? Just saying you're there. Yeah, no, I'm about uh, say 100 miles north of Toronto. Yeah, 
so you're there. So, I mean that that over there, and and listen, that that's so different. You know, like listen, we have we have so you know we have our different flyways, and, and East Coast is so different than West Coast and the Midwest compared. Like, but everybody, you know, if they don't understand it, like Canada is the same thing. You know, you guys. You guys over in the east, like you have a lot of a lot more water options, uh, different duck options, you know, than the guys say in Saskatchewan or Alberta. You know what I mean? Most those guys don't even usually get their boots wet. You know what I mean? In the west, yeah, you know they're hunting all yeah. fields, and you know the only boat they own is to go fishing. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, you guys have totally different you know, different access over there and, and different things to do, which is cool. You well, know, with, yeah, with the divers, I mean, here that like oh. the bluebills, redheads and canvas backs, you're out in big water, and, oh. you know, you're laying out spreads of, you know, a hundred plus decoys. And I went to Saskatchewan a number of years ago and we were shooting canvas backs and redheads along with gadwalls and everything else. And, yeah. and we were sitting on a prairie pothole just on the edge of it and past shooting <laughs> right. the birds. Right. It's crazy. It's it is it is totally different, and you you can get them in different places. But man, there's just a different there's just a different like just aspect of everything, different scenery and 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 the way they go about things. So totally totally different. Like like I you know you go listen there 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 still is some places in Alberta and Saskatchewan where guys are hunting the water and doing stuff like that. But but man, it's just like the waiter sales aren't really high over there <laughs> versus versus the East and what you guys get to do and what you guys get to chase too. It's just different birds too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So no, it's, I'm pretty familiar going down to Lake St. Clair. Yep. And, uh, you know, you're a big water, if you're in the layout boat or whatever, and you've got, you know, a hundred plus decoys and say hunting in a layout boat and you sit yeah. up and you've got, you know, 50 birds flying right at your head. As you as you're sitting up to shoot, it's yeah, just, nothing, just nothing like that. What uh, what's your favorite? If if you had to pick a place uh, to hunt and something to chase as far as waterfowl, what is it? It'd definitely be divers and probably Lake St. Clair. Yeah, either Lake St. Clair or Rondo Park. Gotcha. And because of the variety. Yep. I, you know, we got a, a bag limit up here of six. Right. And my ideal bag limit would be to have six different species. Oh. Yeah, because so what? So what would you have up there? You would have cans, redheads, cans, bluebills, bluebills, uh, ruddy ducks, oh. mallards, mallards, blacks. Oh. Um, you know, it's we got golden eyes and buffalo heads, but right. if you got all the other ones there, you tend to pass on those sure. ones. Sure. Sure. Oh and uh, you get teal, like we get green, green wing teal, blue wing teal in the very early part of the very season. beginning, right? Wood, wood ducks, the and, ruddy ducks. Uh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Do you guys do you guys get a a huge amount of ruddies over there? Down in southwestern Ontario, like in uh, Lake Saint Clair, yeah, yeah, we we get a lot of ruddies down there. Man, there's nothing cooler than a. You know, like you know, I don't know. People sometimes think I'm I'm out of my mind, but there there's there's nothing cooler than than the colors on on a spoonbill and a ruddy duck. The colors that are going off on a fully plumed drake in both those species is mind blowing. If you actually sit down and you just start 
like pulling feathers out and looking at the colors on the various feathers. It will just blow oh, your mind gorgeous. what's going on. Right. You know, everybody think I'm crazy. I'm sitting there in the corner, like pulling feathers out and looking at them. And they're like, are you plucking or what are you doing? And I'm like, no, like, look, like, look at this color. Like, look at this feather compared to anything yeah. else. That's like, just look at this. And, and ruddies are the same. Like there's so much going on. It's like, look at the colors. It's just, it's just nuts. So I, I do enjoy those and just the, Man, just the color that's going on is just insane. Yeah. No, ruddies are, I mean, they're a fun bird. I mean, they're, you know, they, they fly like little bumblebees on a mission. Right. Yes. So, yeah, and, it's like a little butterball. Do manage, do manage to get one. They taste incredible. They're just, uh, man, that's just like a little fighter jet coming through and just buzzing. Yeah. And, man, it's just like they yeah. are just afterburners. Afterburners are on, and it is like, yeah. You better you better lead them and get way ahead of them. Yeah, as my friend friend would say, you got to lead them tomorrow to hit them yesterday. Hundred <laughs> percent, especially if you're on the big water and the boat and the boat's moving. You better, yeah. yeah, you better come equipped and you better be ready. There's no doubt about yeah. it. Well, all the divers, all the divers are extremely tough. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're just they're just bulls. You know what I mean? They just come riding in and they're just whether it's a can or a golden eye or a blue bill, like they are just, man, you really got to put the screws to them when they come through because they are, you know, oh, they're just so tough. It, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's no different on the Columbia. You know, if we're chasing divers on, on the big river, it's just the same thing. It's like, we, I was just talking about this with, with Kyle from Weatherby the other day, we were talking about, about, you know, shooting blue bills. And it's like, it's like, man, you just, you drop one and, and you hit him and he's going, you know, you know, Mach one coming through and you hit him and he rolls and tumbles about six times on the water and then he dives and you're like, yeah. man, I throttled him. And then, and then you're just like, you're like on the gun, like ready for him to pop up. And it's like, it's like the dog's all anxious to go and you're like, hold on because he's going to pop up and it's like, he just shook it. You know, he shook BBs or number twos, like right off. And you're like, Dude, I squared him right up and just right in the I, nose I got him, right? And he just gets up like yeah. nothing happened. Oh, yeah. my God. It's, you know, yeah, you got to be ready to water swat like immediately after you roll one because, you yeah. know. And, and the bluebills on the big water, I'm sure you, you face the same thing. Like if you hit them and knock them down and they dive, like, I mean, you they might come up 200 yards away. Like I don't know how yeah. they do it. It's unreal. On the diver yeah, side, and then they come up. Just their bill comes up out of the water sometimes, and then down they go. Well, and if you got chop and big water, like you, you never even see them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, man, it's it's a it's a tough and frustrating game if if you have that happen a couple times. If you got to unhook the boat and go chase them, or or you know too far for the dog, and you got you know if you have tide going or a big water chop, like it's it's a chore. There's no doubt about it. But man, they are just. They are truly like, I don't know, like well, they're, they're, they're tough, challenging they're, birds. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And I, I always think like they're. Uh, um, I always talk about this like their, their, their will to live is very high. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like, <laughs> like they are so determined. 
no matter what, like I, I can make it out of this. You know, I just took BBs right to the, right to the nose and I'm, yeah. I think I could make it out of this, man. They're just, yeah. they like you said, they are just absolutely tough birds and a challenge and like, you know, an incredible tradition to chase them. And yeah, yeah, they just got, you know, everybody thinks they're just like the divers are just basic birds, but they got such cool color. Even if it is just a black and a white, there's the iridescent and just everything mixed in. And, you know, listen, trying to get that canvas back head color correct, you know what I mean? You can go through 70 shades of red and orange and mixing and trying to get it like you got to dial it in, you know? Yeah. So. Well, and you got to capture that, The I call it the essence of the species. And, agreed. you know, that canvas back isn't a, a docile looking bird by no. any sense. No. No, he is, he's the, you know, they call him the king for a reason. It is what it is. And listen, the same with, the same with a bufflehead, you know, like, like that bufflehead's got them big cheeks and, and puffed out and, and he's wide on the water. Like there's so much going on on the divers. It's just a different, it's just totally different. So yeah, Yeah. it's just a great, it's just a great category of birds you know, to look at and, 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 and watch and, and obviously carve and, and paint. Yeah. 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 yeah they're, they're, they're all challenges. That's for sure. And, you know, you look at a bufflehead and you figure it, you know, it's a little black and white bird, but right. there is a lot going on in that little guy. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah they got, there's a lot, you know, same with the golden eye, you know what I mean? We talked about that and, and yeah. there, there's, you know, there's so many subtle things in there, you know, why does it look the way it looks? And then you got, you know, the white, even the white has such a texture to it. So, ah, there's so much going on. They're so, you know, you would think they were so basic, like, like we said, with just black and white or whatever, a little bit of this, but there's, you're, you're right. There's so much more going on. Uh, and if you really like take one and start looking at it and dissect it and, and there's so much, Yeah. It, there's just lots going on. It's just cool. The divers yeah. is just One a cool thing, category. You know, over the year, over the you know bunch of years that I've been hunting, to to have birds like that fresh in your hand and just admire the beauty of them, and, and you know try to think about how how can I capture this in a in a carving. That that's always one of the driving forces. Well, well, and listen, like like every good, or I should say, every great carver, you know you you study the birds and, and it's not only just pictures, uh, and reference material, it's, you know, photos or hunting or, you know, seeing them in their, you know, natural habitat. That's that, that to me is, is the difference of like just carving a bird and getting the attitude right. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot more that goes in it than just, you know, picking up the, you know, picking up the Fordham and, and starting to hog wood off. Like there's, there's a lot more to it. So, and that's, oh, absolutely. yeah, that's, that's the details. That's the details we're trying to shoot for. And, and believe me, that's the details that you guys are putting in all the decoys, you know, at FA. It's just, it's just incredible to be a part of. And this is like, you know, the, the kids call it living, living the best life. Like this is it right here. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I always figured one of the most important parts of the curving process is the first 10 or 15 percent of your time where you're just trying to get the shapes and the yep. the flow of the of the piece and everything just to make it look like you know i got a, a rough block of wood that somebody looks at that and says, yep. man that looks like a really nice drake mallard like even though there's no color on it there's right. hard you know there's just 
very basic form and shapes to it. Well, and those, like you said, those first few steps, right, lead you into what really it's going to look like at the end, like the finishing touches, like everything, everything that you do at the beginning just flows you right into and just sets you up for, you know, a great bird at the end. So there's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Incredible stuff. I'm excited. I'm excited for the, the honker floaters to get here. I can't wait to show them off to everybody and they can see them on the website when they get put up and get here. And, uh, yeah, can't wait. Can't wait for you to see the, the, the finished boxed product. I think it'll be exciting. And, uh, yeah, I'm pumped. <laughs> yeah, me too. No, I'm looking forward to it. Lots, lots more to do. Lots more to do. Yeah. All right, well, good. Well, then, we're talking to Wayne Simkin, one of our FA carvers who's up in Canada, two-time world decoy carving champion. And, you know, we're just trying to do, you know, the podcast here so you guys get to meet everybody, uh, meet the carvers, hear what they're all about, hear what they're up to, hear what they've done. Uh, it's just a great team we put together, so I always like to get these guys on and talk to them and, you know, have the folks listen to it and, and get to know you guys better because it is a very fun bunch. Like, there's no doubt, like, everybody is is uh, their own person, but tons of fun between you and Jamie and Pat and Tom. It's uh, it's a pretty damn good group. I'm, 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 I'm excited all the time with you guys. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, like I say, it's an honor to be a part of it. Awesome. All right, Wayne, appreciate the talk. Appreciate you checking in and getting on the podcast. And, and uh, you know, anything else, if anybody wants to get a hold of Wayne, uh, you can do so at his email or get a hold of us and I'll get you in touch with him if you want to do like you want to have him do a, a special project for you, any kind of carvings or anything like that. You could, you know, search on the web and look for his projects or look at our website and see what he's done. It's pretty impressive work, man. We appreciate you being part of the group and, and we thank you for all the all the nice birds. OK, well, thanks again, Mario. It's uh, It's been a pleasure. Awesome. Hey, enjoy your wine and I'll talk to you soon. OK, take care. Thanks, Wayne. All right. Bye. Man, Wayne Simkin, just a great guy, incredible carver, just just knows what he needs to do when we're working on birds and what we're doing. I love it. So, great guy. So, hey, big shout-outs. Thanks for listening to the FA Podcast for today. If you want to check out anything that we have going on, uh, you can hit us up at fabrand.com. Uh, if you do not know, we are live in Canada. Uh, you could look on the fabrand.ca website. And check our products up there. We're shipping to all the provinces. And you can go in the store, uh, the Canadian Tire Store in McLeod Trail in Calgary, Alberta, and see the stuff in person. All right? Uh, lots of shout-outs to our partners and everybody that, that helps us on the podcast and the web series. Uh, of course, our, our people at Federal Ammunition and Weatherby, uh, the great folks there. And, of course, Roger Sporting Goods. And we added a new one this year, Leupold. I've been friends with the folks at Leupold forever. We use their eyewear and the binoculars and freaking spotting scope. Like, you name it, we got it. I got Leupold stuff everywhere, and they've just been great friends. And now they jumped in and do, they want to do some content and, and partner up on some of the waterfowl stuff, so they're in. And, of course, my buddy Tyler up in uh, Saskatchewan at Sask Goose Company. So, listen, if you need anything, hit up any of those sponsors. Go to their websites, their social pages. And that's that's how we roll. All right, that's the FA podcast for today. I'm Mario. I'm out.